This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A recent medical research study had disturbing findings. Life expectancy for Americans is dropping, and our nation had the worst results among over 20 high-income countries. What are the reasons? We'll have the story. For other countries, no such phenomenon's going on. They have no opioid epidemic. There is no phenomenon where people 25 to 64 are dying at higher rates. Their death rates are falling like they're supposed to. It's a uniquely American phenomenon. Then, a financial expert shares tips on how you can start saving money and build wealth. His advice? Just buy now. This is a long-term game. It's about focusing on, okay, well, if I don't have two pennies to rub together, how can I build my income in the next three to five years? Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. The research results are alarming. The average American is dying at a younger age than before, with life expectancy falling by over two years in a recent study. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. The American way of life is often touted for its many advantages, including those that can lead to a long life. But recent research brings us startling data showing that Americans' life expectancy continues to get shorter, and we compare poorly to so-called peer countries, those with high-income, advanced democracies. Joining us now to explain is Dr. Stephen Wolfe, Director Emeritus and Senior Advisor in the Center on Society and Health and Professor at Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. Dr. Wolfe, for context before we get to your study... The American life expectancy has been trending downward for some time. When and how did this begin? Well, as a general matter, in all industrialized countries, life expectancy has been going up for the past century. And that's been true in the United States. It's just that as of the 1980s onward, the rate at which our life expectancy has been going up has been much slower than in other rich countries. So that we've basically started falling further and further behind other countries until around 2010 when our life expectancy stopped increasing altogether and plateaued, whereas it continued to climb in other countries. So in the past decade, that gap has widened very dramatically as other countries have continued to experience progress and we have stagnated and even seen our life expectancy decline in the years leading up to the pandemic. And your study did seek to find out how life expectancy in the U.S. changed between 2019 and 2020 and how it compared with changes in life expectancy in those 21 other high-income countries. Basically speaking, what did you find? What we found was alarming. We found that life expectancy declines in the U.S. in 2020 were massive, a decline in life expectancy on a scale that we haven't seen since World War II. It's a global pandemic, so other countries also experienced a decline in life expectancy, but nothing on the scale of the U.S. decline. And in 2020, as you mentioned, there were more deaths in the United States from COVID-19 than any other country, even after adjusting for population size. What is the explanation for that? Well, and to be technically accurate, when you adjust for population size, There are some countries that had higher death rates, but we're talking about countries like Russia and third world countries. There's been no high-income country that had a higher death rate from COVID-19. 
What did your research show about racial disparities? We found massive racial disparities in this fall in life expectancy. Racial disparities are something that have been plaguing our country for generations, where African Americans in particular and, and Native Americans have experienced much higher death rates than the white population. So we were not surprised to see a disproportionate impact during the pandemic, but the size of the disproportion was really unexpected. The decline in life expectancy in the black population was three years compared to about 1.2 years in the white population, and the decline in the Hispanic population was close to four years. These are just enormous numbers. People who don't work with life expectancy, they may not seem like a very big number, but they're actually gigantic. What about the life expectancies for males versus females? Well, declines in life expectancy tend to be higher in males than females. Just as a general matter of epidemiology, death rates in men are higher than in women. So that difference was expected. Again, the size of the decline in American males, much larger than in males in other countries, and unfortunately the same is true for females. We're visiting with Dr. Stephen Wolf, Director Emeritus and Senior Advisor in the Center on Society and Health and Professor at Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine. Doctor, your paper says the United States entered the pandemic in a fundamentally weakened state. Explain what you mean by that. Well, as I mentioned earlier, since the 1980s, there's been this issue of U.S. health not keeping pace with other countries. And for some years now, researchers like ourselves and many other leading think tanks have documented that the health of Americans is just not as good as in other countries. We live shorter lives and we live those lives in poor health. And the disadvantage has just been growing in the past decade. We've been falling further and further behind. The issues have to do not only with deficiencies in our healthcare system, but also with what we call the social determinants of health. So this means the living conditions like education and jobs and wages and housing, things that matter to our health, probably more than health care. Those are really in disarray in our country and have disproportionately impacted certain families. But the net result is that it's made Americans sicker than people in other countries. That was already true in the run-up to the pandemic. So we rolled into the pandemic with those problems in place. A quick example I'll give you, which is actually the reason why life expectancy has been in trouble in the United States, is that death rates in the working age population, that's people ages 25 to 64, have been climbing since 2010. That means that people in that age group are more likely to die before age 65 than people in other countries. We're losing people in the prime of their lives. And those set of issues were in place as the pandemic began. And what sorts of issues led to more deaths in the younger group? Well, the drug epidemic has been a big factor. The opioid epidemic, as many people know, has been with us for some years and getting worse. And that was one of the leading causes of death responsible for that trend, but by no means the only one. We saw increases in deaths from suicides, from alcohol-related diseases, from what we call cardiometabolic diseases. That means things like obesity and diabetes and so forth. Americans in the young and middle-aged groups have been dying at considerably higher rates from these conditions. 
And again, if you look at the data for other countries, no such phenomenon is going on. They have no opioid epidemic. There is no phenomenon where people 25 to 64 are dying at higher rates. Their death rates are falling like they're supposed to. It's a uniquely American phenomenon. How big a factor was gun violence, particularly among gangs? Gun violence is obviously a big issue, and there's been an increase in that in recent years. But just in terms of the mathematics here, that's not what's driving this trend. Far more people die of chronic diseases like heart disease and cancer and pulmonary disease and diabetes than the number that die from gun violence. That doesn't mean that we don't have a huge public health issue with gun violence, but that's not what's responsible for this trend. And you did note in your study that the pandemic prevented some patients from getting medical care for problems other than COVID-19. Now, did this play a big role in the lowered life expectancy? It certainly contributed to it. The studies that we and others have done show that the number of excess deaths in the United States during the pandemic actually has significantly exceeded the number of deaths reported from COVID-19. That additional number of deaths is caused to some extent by people who actually died from COVID-19, but it wasn't documented correctly. But the others are, as you said, people who didn't really have COVID-19, but their health care was disrupted. So whether they died from acute emergencies like having chest pain and having to call 911, or chronic diseases like the ones we've discussed, or behavioral health crises like drug addiction, depression, anxiety, that led to a person to commit suicide or overdose on drugs, those appear to have increased as well. 2020 saw a record increase in drug overdose deaths. Dr. Stephen Wolf of the Virginia Commonwealth University School of Medicine, thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your study. It's been a pleasure. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, proven ways to save money and build wealth. That story, straight ahead. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 